Hello everybody, this is Subrat from the Sparking Entrepreneur Show and today we have Lo Myrick with us, a peak performance coach, speaker, facilitator and consultant who helps teams and leaders prevent burnout and achieve their goals. Over the past 10 years, she has developed a proprietary science-based method based on her 10 years plus 6 years of life coaching experience, nearly 15 years in the business world, process improvement expertise, emotional intelligence skills, breath work and neuroscience to help clients make massive shifts in a short amount of time. So without further delay, let's welcome Lo. Lo, welcome to the show. Hi, I'm so excited to be here and I already such good energy here. So yes, it's going to be an amazing conversation. Wonderful, wonderful. And welcome uh, to our show. Let's start with your journey first. Like what exactly inspired you to get into this profession and what kind of struggles and challenges that you have faced? How did you overcome all the things and how it's going on now? Yeah, I'll try to keep this fairly brief. When I was growing up, I was an athlete. I started competing when I was seven years old and competed all the way through college, so my early 20s. And through that time, I unfortunately developed some really negative belief systems and yeah. thought patterns that really weren't serving me at all. And so I was pretty unhappy. I was miserable and pushing myself to be the best in my sports. I swam and played water polo and in school. And I had these two underlying beliefs that I was never enough and that I was never doing enough. And that's a really tough space to live in. And I was living in that space for over 15 years. And so when, and, and that caused a lot of other things, right? Like anxiety, depression, body, dis- super low self-esteem and very low self-worth. And when I finished competing in college, I had to retire due to some injuries, which this is like a whole nother podcast topic, but I believe that was my body trying, like p- partially my injuries were my body trying to tell me something's wrong, right? Because I wasn't listening. So I had to retire and then I started working after college and I just thought, okay, I'm not competing anymore. Everything's going to be fine. But it wasn't. And probably a year after I had been working and I wasn't competing anymore, I was still not happy. And I didn't have the words to understand or the knowledge, right? I'd never been exposed to therapy or coaching or anything like that. And so I was just very... I was like, I don't know what's wrong, but I know something's wrong and I don't want to live this way anymore. A friend of mine had seen a life coach and had raved about working with her. So I just reached out and we had a discovery session and immediately I was like, oh my gosh, I need to do this. This is my person. And so that was kind of the start of my path. And then after working with her for, I can't remember exactly how long it was now, but we were probably like a year in and made some incredible changes in that year. And she said one day, you should really think about coaching. Here's the training program I did. Just take a look at it. Try the first session or two. So I thought about it for a while and I eventually ended up going. Same kind of thing where when I went, I was like, wow, these are my people. This is where I belong. This is the kind of stuff I want to do. And then from there, I kind of not right away. I wasn't able to pursue the rest of the coach training right away because it was a number of different sections. It was over 100 hours of training, so it was quite intensive. And so I I had that on the side, and then I kept working in business and 
was working at a Fortune 10 company at a time. Then I left and joined a bunch of startups and da, 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 the whole business career and life coaching. And then three-ish years ago, I went back. I left the company I was at and went back on my own again to do coaching, speaking, workshops full-time for myself. So that's the hopefully as short as I can make it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it is pretty much interesting that because see, if you if you just reverse engineering all of the entrepreneurs' life, then you will find one thing is common that each and every point of their life they are you know struggling. Like some point of their life they are struggling so much, and then they are you know convert that struggle phase into like their strongest or their yeah strongest zone, and after that they are helping people in terms of products, in terms of service, in terms of coaching, in terms of like they are just come up with that ideas and that and they are providing that solution. So as an art, totally. And what I've done has also shifted and evolved over time. And my personal growth journey has never stopped, right? I have been, since I first had that discovery session with my coach almost 15 years ago, I have been on that journey and I'm still growing and I'm, there's still stuff I'm going to learn. Oh, and I say this to people I work with all the time. When we do this personal development work and when we become coaches, it doesn't mean that our journey's over, right? Like I'm not a Buddhist monk that has been studying for 50 years and I'm just a Zen piece all the time, right? Yeah. It's our responsibility to notice the thoughts and beliefs and stories that are coming up and then shift and replace them. And I've just gotten so much better at that over time. But I just wanted to include for people because I think it's really important. It's like, sure, I've figured some stuff out, but I am at no means perfect. <laughs> yeah, got it, got it. That's that's so true. Yeah. And what is the most deepest learning that you have with your entire journey till now? Oh, that's a really great question. I think two things. One, at first I thought my coach was the one saving me, right? Or, or kind of getting me through stuff. But then I had the realization that, oh, it's not her, it's it's me. She's helping guide me. But at the yeah. end of the day, I have to do the work, right? And then, so I think like connected to that, the second piece is no one is going to come save me. And I thought that for a very long time. I thought that it, or if I just achieved some goal, I would be better. And I, or like I said earlier, I thought, oh, if I'm just done competing, things would get better. And, it, and they weren't. So I think the thing, the things that I've learned are no one's going to come save me. I have to be the one to make the changes. And then second, well, second or third, depending who's counting. I think in, in business, what I've learned is to stay true to myself. I don't just because there's trends of people doing different things I, doesn't mean I have to do that. Stay true to myself, lean into what makes me special and unique and follow my path. And I've been following that so much more strongly over the past year. And it's just it's helped me so much. Got it. Got it. And you can always find someone, you know, better in, in, in heights, better in wet, better in, you know, looking better in business, better in entrepreneurship, better in everything. But if you are just comparing yourself, then you are killing your dream in your hand. Yes. And it's not just about comparison, right? But it's about believing that there are multiple paths forward. Just because one person made it one way, right? Like maybe they just started this coaching business and it took off really quickly and they were marketing in certain ways and da da da. 
that doesn't mean that your path has to be like that. Stay true to you and what you're doing. Your path can look different. It doesn't have to look like someone else. You don't have to do funnels. You don't have to do Facebook ads. I'm not saying those are bad things. You can do those, but there's also a lot of other ways to succeed. Correct. Yeah. So you will you you will always have to find yourself that you will always have to figure out that what is the best thing that works for you and not go with all the marketing terms and like people are doing. Yes. Well, yeah. And I've wasted a lot of time and money on that. And if I talk about the statistic, then it's like 90% people are losing money and 10% people you know, are earning in that like that help. But because everyone is just thinking about that if I do this, like this thing is going to work for me and I'll have a bunch of clients and I'll make my, you know, living. I'll be a millionaire, billionaire, whatever. Like It's like people are marketing themselves to get into this. Yeah, so it's not about bad things, but you will always have to figure out that whether it is bad for you or not, and whether it is affordable for you or not, because at the end of the day, we all are earning hard and money, right? So you'll have to have that level of smartness, you'll have to have that level of, you know, like, like knowledge and all these things before you try this thing, because it's not about that working everything for you or like people like you. So it's all about that. And, this, and, the, and also there are some kinds of people they are starting these things but they are not believing and when you are not believing something that then this is not going to happen yeah oh my gosh we could do a whole podcast about belief right i often say the belief about what you're doing is so much more important than what you're doing if like i shared the stories that i used to have about myself that i wasn't good enough and that i wasn't doing enough right and that translated to me not performing to what I think is my highest level. I think I could have done more, but I didn't have the awareness, the tools or the resources or anyone at the time to help me, right? I didn't even know the thoughts in my head were negative. So it's so important to start paying attention to those as business owners, as entrepreneurs, as coaches, so that we can grow our business and serve others in the way that we're supposed to. And another thing that I wanted to touch on that you said was you can learn a lot of mistakes working for someone else. Like you don't have to. I'm so thankful that I had all of these different business experiences before I started my own business. And even before I'm doing what I'm doing now, I was consulting on my own for a, for a little while and then joined one of my clients full time and and then went back to doing my own thing full time. But I learned so much in that time that is invaluable to what I'm doing now. And so, and I want to also say, coming back to our earlier point, if you have a great idea, run with it. Like you don't have to go and get your MBA or go to business school or whatever. So there's so many paths and just know that we're sometimes led by the things we think we have to do instead of the things that are true to ourselves and true to our heart. So true. Yes, absolutely. Okay, uh, let's talk about some qualities that important qualities when it comes to a successful coach needs to be posted. So what do you think on it? Qualities for a successful coach. Okay. So what I did right there is actually a really great example of active listening and reflecting. So people who want to be coaches out there, right? One of the most important skills you can have as a coach is deep listening And then being able to reflect back what you just heard for your client, right? So you asked me a question or wanted me to go in a direction. I said, let me just make sure I understand. Is this what you meant? And you're 
And then you clarified for me, right? I do this with my clients all the time. And it's so powerful because as we're having that exchange, and, I, and the example we just did is is very high level, right? We're not like digging deep into anything. Yeah. But when a client is explaining something to me, for me to be able to reflect back what I'm hearing, to make sure I understand what is going on, what's their thought process, what I'm hearing, and then reflect it back to them, that makes them feel heard and seen, mm. which is so important. And it's also making sure that we're on the same page. Plus, sometimes I'll reflect something back to a client and they're like, wow, that's so true. And I'm like, you yeah. literally just said this, but sometimes we don't even realize what we're saying. And so that ability to actively listen and reflect back is absolutely crucial to have as a coach. The second crucial thing you need to be a great, great coach is ask great questions. Avoid questions that start with why. Because I mean, I just I stopped. My coach told me that. And I stopped using the word why with any question for three years. I didn't use why at, even in my normal life with my friends and my family. <laughs> so taking why out of the question and asking a better question that's going to elicit a deeper level of thought what, where, when, how, like those types of words. And not just saying, how are you today? It could be something more specific. What's on your mind today? What's on your heart today? What has, what's come up for you today, right? These are just like even just tweaking the little bit of how are you today in order to get a little bit deeper. So those are really powerful skills, I would say, that every coach needs to have. Yeah, because if you are not be able to understand your clients properly, then you are not going to help them in the right direction because it's very important to connect with your client at their level, not your level. Yes, yes. And not I became a coach when I was pretty young. I was still in, in my early to mid 20s and I wasn't doing it full time. I was doing it part time. But a lot of people, when I said that I did that, they said, wow, you're so young. And what I found was because I didn't have as many experiences as someone who's maybe in their 50s who is coaching, not saying you can't coach when you're 50. This is just something to be aware of and something I've had to be aware of as I've gotten older and now done this for over 10 years is sometimes we can cloud our own experiences onto the client. And so it's really important to stay curious, refrain from judgment. And so when I first started, I was great at that, right? It just was so natural because I was just curious yeah. and I didn't have all these other clients and experiences to pull from. So I think staying non-judgmental, staying in a space of curiosity allows you to then go deeper and explore further with the client to help them uncover new truths, right? Because my goal in coaching is how can I help you uncover new truths about yourself? How can I help you heal from and move forward from those? How can we rewrite your limiting beliefs? And then how do we help you have a healthier, happier life at the end of the day? Yeah. And but like the best part is you are like still young. <laughs> yes, I know. Yeah, I'm 35 now. But I look even younger than that. And so sometimes people, wow, you've been doing this so long. And I'm like, don't worry. It's just good genes. Yes, yes. Because I know what I'm like, doing. Yes. Like when I just saw you in your website, uh, your Instagram, I was thinking about like you may be 25 to 27. And I was thinking like, how come like she becomes a coach, you know? 
So you're looking like in the at the mid of twenties. So I'm also confused. I love that. No, that's that's fantastic. Yeah, I wish I had. I could say that I had a magical skincare routine, but I really don't. <laughs> no, I mean I just wash my face and use lotion. But there's not. I'm not doing anything special, and I don't really. I take some supplements, but not like specifically for scare. I mean, again, this is like a whole nother podcast. I just went down this gut health journey over the past year. And uh, learned a lot about how our digestive tract works and got so much healthier. But part of that is your skin health is very connected to gut health. And so if you've got a lot of skin issues, there's probably something going on in your gut. But again, like I said, that's a whole nother podcast that we could do on that topic. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. But uh, sometimes words made some exclusive, you know, things. So they just did that. Okay, so what I believe that you have tons of your clients' coaching success stories, right? So would you please share one of your coaching client success story which is nearly close to your heart? Okay, can I tell you the one that's on the top of my mind right now was very recent, and then I'll tell you one that's more close to my heart. This one was just yeah. so cool. So I've been working with a with a football coach and at a university that I do a lot of different programs with. And we were chatting back and forth. And on a Friday, it was kind of off topic, but I just felt called to send him a message and share share some perspective with him. And it was about the power of our beliefs. And just because things are going a certain way or down a certain path doesn't mean they're going to turn out how they have in the past, right? Like if we failed in the past, it doesn't mean we're going to fail again this time. Or if we make a mistake, just take a second to correct it, right? There's no, we don't have to just, one little mistake doesn't have to mean that we're done or that we're at the end or that we can give up or that we have to give up. So I shared this message with him and he had a game, him and his team had a game on Saturday. They were... First of all, they had lost all three games prior in the season. They, and very close, like, I don't know if you know anything about football, but it was all in the last quarter in the final few minutes. And so they were 0-3 on the season. They go into this game. They're down 20 to nothing at halftime. And he shares this message with the team, right? Just because we were in the situation and it looks super dark and grim, we can do this, right? We have to believe. We have to have faith. Let's just make the adjustments. And he basically shared what I had told him with the team. They came back, scored 27 unanswered points, and they won the game 27 to 20. I, and he, we were to talk the next day, and I was just like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I'm so happy for you. So that was just such an awesome moment. Yeah. Because, and I wasn't even there, right? So you just also Mm. never know the, it's not like I came in and gave the halftime speech, right? But because I'm working with him and because I feel like I know my clients and the people I work with, it just felt right to share that message. And so you just never know Mm. the impact that you can have. Another story I'll share is I, that's a little bit closer to my heart and and more of like a one-on-one situation. A client was struggling to get pregnant And through 
honestly, I think it only took us one or maybe two sessions where we talked about this, but it was really shifting her beliefs around what was possible. And then we did a balance, which is the energy psychology work I do, which takes coaching a little bit deeper and we're able to tap right into the subconscious to reprogram beliefs and reprogramming her beliefs around what was possible with her body and with the process of getting pregnant. And within, I don't know, a month or two, she was pregnant and and more importantly, felt better about her body and and trusting her body. She wasn't trusting her body at that time. So that's a really beautiful story for me. I'm not saying I can work magic. For me, it was being able to shift her beliefs and get her in a better perspective with her body and the process of pregnancy that I believe mm. allowed her to become pregnant. Wonderful. That's awesome. And like as a coach, it always gives you that level of kicks to do more and more in your life to help more and more people because this is a, such a motivation things that you will have get in your, in your life like as a coach. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I love and sometimes like those two examples I gave just now are pretty big, right? Sometimes it's the client who just says, I feel so much better right now. And they can't necessarily, there's not like a specific outcome they have where mm -hmm. they're they're not like, oh, I won the game or I got pregnant or something or I got a new job, which that's happened too with a lot of my clients getting new jobs, how they feel. And that is just as meaningful for me as those achievement type or more externally yeah. based things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So I do not want to end this conversation, but we are limited on our time. So tell us what is the best possible way to reach out to you so that our people can find you and they can get in touch with you. Yes, you can find me if you go to lomyrick, L-O-M-Y-R-I-C-K dot com. That's where you can find like find all my different social links and stuff. I'm most active, I'd say, on Instagram. I'm at itsk there and YouTube. And I have been on Twitter more or X or whatever they're calling it now. Yeah. But yeah, so just go to my website and then you can find the different ways to connect with me there. Guys, to make sure you follow Lo, wonderful person, great personality and great journey. And you can reach out to her according to your coaching needs. So that was today's episode of Sparking Entrepreneurs. So thank you, Lo, for being on the show. And it was an honor to visiting you today. Thank you. It was such an honor to be here. I'm so happy to connect with you. Like I said, you have so much amazing energy. I love what you're doing and your goals to help coaches and entrepreneurs. So excited for everyone listening to this, that they have you as a resource. And I'm so glad that we are friends now. <laughs> yes, that's. Thank you so much. And thanks again. So that's it. I am Yurabha Subrat signing off. And you guys have a wonderful day. Bye, guys. <laughs>